The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today we return to Guantanamo Bay for an end to the saga of Hillary Clinton and her poop. Then, can someone actually shapeshift right before your eyes? And then finally... And then we meet a man who was just driving down the road when he saw a woman screaming for help. He pulled over and put her in the truck. And then the aliens showed up. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a ton of stuff to cover. We got three stories. Let's get through all of them. First off, look at this awesome fan art we have. We have this fan art Friday submission from Ryan Brain. Look at that creepy eye. <laughs> look at that creepy eye. Sorry, YouTube listeners. You have to look at that creepy eye. It's really cool. I really like that eye. Ryan, thank you so much for submitting this for Fan Art Friday. Really, really appreciate it. Great job. Then let's give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporter riding into Dead Rabbit Command on the back of a giant golden dragon. It's Rudy Jazz. Everyone give a round of applause for Rudy Jazz. That's not Rudy Jazz making that noise. That's the dragon making that noise. Didn't you recognize it? Rudy Jazz, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon or if you guys can't make awesome sound effects like me, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Rudy Jazz, go ahead and shrink that dragon down so it fits in your tiny little pocket. And I'm going to toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Guantanamo Bay. Now, this first story, Rudy, I'm sorry that you have to be the captain for this one. It's a very somber story. I'm going to declare it right now. It's April 28th, 2021. I'm recording this episode at 9.31 p.m. This episode's going to go down in history as being the official announcement. Madam Secretary, Senator from New York, First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton has been executed. I, guys, I know, I know, I know it's shocking because <laughs> you didn't see it on any news network. I know you're puzzled because you did not hear the fact that Hillary Clinton was executed at Guantanamo Bay because it has appeared on not a single news network or newspaper. But see, the problem is you're reading the wrong news sources. According to Real Raw News, because when you think of information, you want it to be uncooked, right? When you think of stuff that needs to actually be formed into a tasty mass that's nutritious, I don't want that. I don't want news that's researched and developed. No, just give it to me raw. Just give it to me real and raw. According to Real Raw News, journalist Michael Baxter wrote this article called Hillary Clinton Hanged at Gitmo. Now, I've said enough words to get this, to get this episode demonetized from YouTube, but I'm willing to take the hit. Because this is, uh, no one else is covering this story, guys. April 26th, 2021, only a few days ago. At 9.05, almost exactly the time I'm recording this episode. 
Hillary Clinton was led up to the gallows. So you're asking, wait a second, what's her crime? So obviously, again, you haven't been paying attention to the real news, the real raw news, that news full of salmonella and worms is just waiting for you to devour it. It's totally healthy, guys. You don't need to check facts. What? Hillary Clinton, though, for adrenochrome-related reasons, she was arrested, deep state stuff, all that stuff, all, all the hits, all the big ones, all the big conspiracy theory ones. She also flattened the earth herself. She took a rolling pin. She's like, ha, 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 ha. Hillary Clinton was led to the gallows. Let me build a picture for you. This article, it's a, it's a work of art. This article is a brilliant piece. Uh, I want to say literature. I want to say fiction, but what am I thinking? It's real raw news. It's not real raw stories. He he. Michael Baxter creates this visual of a Hillary Clinton being led out into this courtyard. You know, you know, Guantanamo Bay has a courtyard. Everyone else is playing basketball. They're lifting weights. They're like, oh man, it's time for Hillary Clinton to get hung. And they're like, dude, I'm still trying to make a basket. Hillary Clinton's being led out to the gallows. He describes the gallows. He describes how it's built. He says, at the gallows, there's a box with five red buttons. And there's five uniformed soldiers just standing there. That's all they do. They got hired when they signed up four years ago on their tour of duty. They're like, where am I going? Afghanistan, Iraq? They're like, no, we're going to put you in front of a box in Guantanamo Bay. There's a box with five red buttons. There's five soldiers. And Hillary Clinton gets the noose put around her neck. And Vice Admiral Hannock, who's in charge of this whole thing, says, when I say execute and not a second sooner, each of you are going to take your left index finger and push the button. You got to do it all at the same time. And then the floor is going to give out and Hillary Clinton will be hung. Someone's like, wait, we're hanging Hillary Clinton? What, what, what did she do? What, what's going on? He, he's been trapped in Guantanamo Bay the whole time. He hasn't been able to read real raw news. You're going to hit this button. The gallow is going to activate. She's going to hang. And the reason why there's five red buttons and there's five soldiers is no one will ever know who killed Hillary Clinton. First off, is she if she's enough of a villain... First off, this is all made up. <laughs> this is all completely made up. In this world, this is, being, this is being reported as a real story. There are 600 comments on this article. There's like, there's a big debate over whether or not you should cremate her because we might be able to clone her. So that's the, the type of discussions that are going around in this article. It's either the world's best satire... Or it's just, I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's one thing to read conspiracy theories about abstract things. And it's even fine to read conspiracy theories about stuff that's happening right now, stuff that's not super abstract. Like, you know, politics and stuff like that. You can read conspiracy theories. You can meet people face to face and they'll tell you their personal conspiracy theory about current politics and stuff like that. That's fine. When you're coming across stuff like Real Raw News, we had this dilemma last time when we covered Hillary Clinton sitting in her prison cell throwing poop at people. It's 100% made up. And my question is, is who's making it up? Did Michael Baxter make this? Was he sitting writing his fan fiction? His Hillary Clinton fan fiction? Does he know it's fake? Does he Is he getting fooled? Is there someone who's tricking him? Is there some guy... Who like shows up at his house late at night wearing a fake mustache and goes, it's happened. Because he really goes into detail like what the process is. Like normal conspiracy theories would say, we don't have any details, but Hillary Clinton was hung in Guantanamo Bay. He's going into how everything rolls out. L- listen to the detail he goes into on this. Let me read you this article. A chaplain and a physician climbed the 13 steps leading to the top of the platform and stood beside a soldier who was checking to ensure the noose was secure around Clinton's neck. 
Below them, Vice Admiral Hannock asked if Clinton wanted last rites or had any final words. Clinton broke silence. I'm Hillary Clinton! You can't do this to me! She said, her voice a witch's cackle. It's already done! Donald J. Trump shouted up at her. He was there. Donald J. Trump went to Guantanamo Bay. He was there. So there's a bit of there's a bit of a difference between someone saying monkeys don't exist, the earth is flat, NASA, the, the videos are faked, they're actually on a soundstage. All of that stuff, those are observational conspiracy theories. And they may we may even look at the same video footage and I may go, well, that video footage is clearly CGI. And they're looking at that same video footage and go, no, 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 that's not CGI. Or with the NASA stuff being faked, I go, well, you know, zero gravity, it acts weird. It may look like a fishing line. I don't think they're actually tied up to fishing lines. A fishing line couldn't really support a human body. And then I've tried. I've tried several times. It's a kink of mine. And the person who believes that NASA videos are fake could debate. But we're watching the same video. He's not. No, 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 no. You missed that part where where the aliens showed up. You missed that. I'm like, what? That never happened in the video. It's like, yeah, the part where the reptilian showed up and ate the astronauts and then laid eggs in the suit and then the egg became a new astronaut and that astronaut's standing behind you. And I'm, I look behind me just to be safe and I'm like, there's no one behind me. None of that happened. That's what we're dealing with this. This is fascinating, fascinating stuff. People believe this, that Hillary Clinton has been executed and going forward, when she is seen in public, watch, you, watch she has an unfortunate accident tonight, but... Barring any sort of tragedy, when she's seen in public again, these people are going to say, oh, they didn't cremate the body. They didn't burn it quick enough. They didn't bury her with the silver coin under her tongue. She has come back. Absolutely fascinating conspiracy theory. And I am sure it's not the end of it because she is still alive. She will be seen again. And I can't wait to see what real raw news or other websites of their ilk weave what type of conspiracy you just can't predict this stuff i thought hillary clinton throwing her poop at prison guards was absurd enough now donald j trump yelling at her as she's being hung as she's swaying in the wind it gets real grim too like michael baxter really got into this like how her body was acting and stuff like that and it's not real it's not even real it's not like you're a journalist reporting something that actually happened you're making it up, but it's a, it's, I don't know if it was meant to be hilarious, but it was hilarious nonetheless. Rudy Jazz. Let's go ahead and get out of Guantanamo Bay. I'm going to toss you the key. What do we take the Dead Rabbit Dirigible to get here? We need another flight vehicle. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the hair hang glider. Everyone grab onto Rudy's ankles. We're going to jump off the tall... We're going to jump off the gallows. We're climbing up the gallows. Let's jump off the gallows and glide all the way back to the United States. specifically. We're headed to Georgia. And while we're flying back to Georgia, I'm going to do one more shout out for Murder Barry Wynn. I'll put it in the show notes again. We did a promo reads for it last week. It's out now. If you didn't do the pro, if you didn't do the pre-order, you can get it now. I'm really good movie. Really recommend checking it out. Really, really enjoyable flick. I want to do one more shout out for that now that it's been released. Rudy Jazzes are flying over Atlanta, Georgia. You see that right there. You see, wee, wee. You see all those people having fun. You see roller coasters. You see sweaty dudes eating hot dogs. They're having a hot dog eating contest. It's unofficial. It's just one guy eating a lot of hot dogs. We're landing right there. We're landing at Six Flags over Georgia. 
As we're at Six Flags over Georgia, it's an amusement park, if you guys aren't aware. It's mostly roller coasters. They have a special promo going on right now, $59 for a season pass. Can you believe that? $59, bucks. you can go there as much as you want. And, check this out, this isn't, a, this isn't an ad for them. If you spend an extra $100 for the entire season, you get two meals and a snack every time you visit. I spend about $130 a month on food. So basically, if I moved to Georgia and gave them 160 bucks for an entire season, which I, I'm assuming is for longer than a month, I would have food. I, I would go there and I would sleep sleep on the Riddler roller coaster. Wee! And I would just like walk around. I'd see shenanigans every single day. It's this show. It's some show. I was doing a bunch of research on it because I got bored. I started researching Six Flags Over Georgia. Shenanigans is a Wild West shootout show with Hopalong Casualty or something like that. He's constantly wounded. He's holding his intestines in with this cowboy hat. Please help me. He's just reaching out to the audience for an hour and a half. I'm just eating my free food. It's not free, but it's $100 for an entire season. That's nuts. But anyways, this show, this this isn't a theme park review show. If it was, Six Flags Over Georgia would get two thumbs up, two hot dogs up. But it's not. It's a paranormal museum. How disappointed I am. I'm like, oh man, I gotta do a paranormal show. It's a paranormal podcast, so here we go. This story's weird. I came across this on the internet a while back, and it's kind of been sitting on my head for a while. It's October 9th, 2020. There's a woman, she's unnamed. We're gonna call her Tracy. She's walking with her boyfriend into Six Flags Over Georgia. It's kind of a gloomy day. She said it had previously been raining. They're walking down the sidewalk to head into the amusement park. She goes, you know, normally when you go to amusement park, you end up parking far away from the entrance. It just seems to be the way it always works out. They're walking on the sidewalk. She goes, in this area where they're at, there's only two other people. It doesn't seem to be that they're walking together. They seem to be walking alone. There is a white woman wearing a hoodie. And then she's the farthest away. And then in between the white woman and Tracy and her boyfriend, there's a black man wearing a hoodie as well. And then she said, for some reason, the black man steps off of the sidewalk and there's like a gravelly area and a puddle of water. And she says he steps off the sidewalk and she couldn't figure out what, because she's played this event a lot in her head. She goes, I don't know why he did this, but he stepped off the sidewalk. He walked around the puddle of water. And then he got on the sidewalk and caught up to the white woman. But this man was now a white man wearing a camouflage jacket. She sees this white man and this white woman continue to walk on. And Tracy is trying to figure out what in the world she just saw. And she says she has paranormal encounters. She's seen stuff before. And a lot of times... She thinks it's just in her head that she's just seeing things, so she wanted wanted to validate the experience. She turns to her boyfriend and she asks, did you see that? And she expected him to say, see what? But when she asked, did you see that, he said, yeah, that black guy is white now. This is one of those really interesting paranormal stories that you run across that it's inconsequential. When we cover stuff about alien invasions or cryptids in the woods, melon heads, vampire sex cults, these things have real-life casualties. These things interfere with ecosystems. 
possibly destroy planets. But in a, in a story like this, it's so benign. It is almost on the level of just a ghost. A ghost in your house is a threat. A ghost at your place of work is a threat or an inconvenience. A ghost in someone else's place of work is actually kind of funny, right? Because you don't have to deal with it. But then, like, a, just a ghost encounter on a street? You know what I mean? Like, it's fairly inconsequential. That's a bad example. Because ghosts are always terrifying, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think there's anything creepier than driving down a dark street and there's a ghost there. My point is, is that it's fairly inconsequential. Nothing's really changing. And that's what makes this story interesting to me. And the fact that I have to be honest with myself. I don't have that level of observation. Obviously, I've seen weird stuff. I remember once I was walking through Walmart with my brother. We were in Sacramento. I just got out of the hospital. I was in there for a couple days. And me and my brother at Walmart. We were walking through Walmart down off of Watt Avenue in Sacramento. It was packed. It was one of the most crowded Walmarts I'd ever been in in my life. And we're walking, and like you're almost shoulder to shoulder with these people. Oh, the pre-COVID days, right? You remember those good old days? And I see this sweaty dude. I see this big, sweaty dude wearing like a white shirt. His hair was messed up. He looked like a stereotypical slob. And me and my brother are walking through this crowd of people, and I see him pass me, and he looks like a cartoon character of a slob. He looks so stereotypical. He walks past me. I remember thinking, that guy looks like Matt Groening drew him. And then, I mean, again, we're packed, and he walked past me, and I walk maybe an other 30, 40 seconds forward in this mass of people. He walks by me again. Not, let, let me rephrase that. He doesn't walk by me going the opposite direction. He walks past me again going the same direction. As if he teleported or was a clone or there's some sort of temporal disturbance. And I, it was so puzzling to me. I remember kind of, po- like, he, pa- he walks past me. He walks past me on my right, headed south, we'll say. I walk for another 30 seconds. He walks past me again on my right, headed south. And I remember doing the whole Three Stooges thing, a humana, humana, humana. I remember like pointing at him and I'm like looking, I'm doing this weird double take and I look back at my older brother and I go, did you just, did you just see that guy? And my older brother was just staring straight ahead and he goes, this is the scariest Walmart I've ever been in. He didn't acknowledge that he saw exactly what I saw, but he was rattled. We still we still bought our snacks or whatever we were there for, chewing tobacco probably. But on the whole, I don't think I'm a, that observant. Like, I think I'm observant in certain scenarios. But if I was walking down the street and a dude changed race in front of me, I don't know if I noticed that. I think I have too much going on in my head. It's not a matter of the fact like, oh, I don't see color. It's the fact that I don't know if I would notice that because it is... It seems to be such an inconsequential change. And when we talk about the world of the paranormal, somebody changing their clothes and changing their skin color, I I don't know if I'd register that. And to me, this story, because of that, has a layer of creepiness. That slob had to walk past me, but who knows how many other weird clone shapeshifters are hanging out of that Walmart. I don't know if I have that level of outside observational skills. So it's a little scary. Like, you start to think, what are you missing? I mentioned that earlier when I've done episodes about gang stalking. I don't even think I would know. I don't think I would notice if I was being gang stalked. 
I don't know if I have that level of awareness. I grew up in really bad neighborhoods, and you look for certain signs. You know, you know, like the gunfire coming out of the car that's driving down your street. But other than that, I don't know if I would pick up on the fact that every time I saw someone wearing a yellow shirt, they picked at their ear. I don't think I would notice it. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting story, and it's a little creepy. I don't know if I would have noticed it. And, and you start to think how many paranormal events could happen that we're not noticing just because they are so small. Rudy Jazz calling that carpenter copter. We're going to go ahead and leave behind Six Flags. I'm like, no, I want to go on this roller coaster one more time. I bought a season pass. I bought a season pass. You guys are dragging me off. I'm trying to eat as much as free food before I can go. Guys, I'll be back tomorrow. Shenanigans. The cast of shenanigans is waving at me. Guy's still holding his guts, his bloody hat. He's waving at me. Let's hop in that carpenter copter. Rudy Jazz, go ahead and take us to Beckley, West Virginia. <laughs> Summer 1992 is the time period we're going to be in right now. It's three in the morning. And there's a man, we don't have a name for him, so we're going to call him Saul. He's pulling out of the parking lot of a mall. It doesn't say why he's at a mall at three o'clock in the morning. Logically, probably drugs, right? But we don't know. We don't know. He could also just been getting off work. So it's not really, doesn't really matter, but... It could be drugs, right? From where the story's going, we have to accept that he may not be a reliable witness. But, you know, maybe he's just pulling out of a parking lot of an empty mall at 3 in the morning. And that's his hobby. That's his kink. As he's driving down the road, he sees a blonde woman running down the street. <gasps> and not only a blonde woman, a pregnant blonde woman. <laughs> People are like, oh, she's not pregnant? I'm just going to keep on driving. I only save pregnant women. This eight-month pregnant woman is running down the street. She's waving her arms. She sees Saul's truck. She starts screaming. He wants to help her. He wants to see what's going on. Maybe she, maybe she has some drugs on her. She looks like she's having a good time with those drugs. He pulls over. She jumps into the car and she says, get out of here. Get out of here. They're after me. They're after me. And she starts screaming stuff like, leave me alone. Get away. They're after me. And so she's completely off her rocker, right? And so Saul just floors it. Because what else are you going to do? Someone jumps in your car and starts screaming they're after me. You're not going to be like, well, let's have, a, let's have a discussion about who they are. He floors it. And as he's driving away, he sizes her up. She's, she's a fairly good-looking woman. He goes, one thing that he noticed about her was her face wasn't swollen the way a pregnant woman's face gets. Again, <laughs> I don't I, I don't, that's not me saying that. Saul saying that. I don't think I've ever looked at a pregnant woman and go, man, she must be eight months pregnant. Look how swole her face is. But anyways, he says apparently pregnant, he's probably been around more pregnant women than I have. Maybe maybe his drug of choice is adrenochrome. I don't know. But anyways, she, he said she had a very lean face, but she had a big, big pregnant belly. She was wearing a bright green blouse that just seemed to absorb all the light. And she had wrinkle-free slacks. Not like Dockers. Not like those pants you could get at JCPenney's. Like, they didn't seem to be any creases in them at all. So, from a quick glance, he kind of like, these. he absorbs all this information. He kind of can read all this about her. But he has more pressing matters. As in pressing the gas pedal to get out of there. He begins to speed away from the area. She's still screaming. And that's when he sees headlights coming up behind his car. High-speed chase, 3 a.m., outside of this mall in Buckley, West Virginia. 
And no matter how fast Saul drives this car, he can't shake it. It is right on them. So he comes up with another plan. And, and, and I, there, this is another thing that may, may show that he's on drugs. Tactically, it might work if it's car versus car. And they're both the same, like two sedans. He slams on the brakes. If you're in a pickup truck and they're in a weaker car, it's going to completely destroy their front end. If they're in a stronger car, if you're like in a Yugo and they're, they're in a truck, don't, don't try this. But he slams on his brakes, and I'm assuming if he's not on drugs, he's thinking... Maybe I can wreck their front end and then speed away. It's still a dangerous move, but any port in a storm. He slams on his brake and he's expecting the two cars to collide. Instead, the headlights go up. He's looking through his rear view mirror. He sees the headlights float up over the car and now they're hovering right over his car. He's like, okay, didn't expect that, right? Expected whiplash. Didn't expect this. He hits the gas again, the car's flying down the road, and the lights are flying above him. I don't know if he's making the Jetsons noise, he didn't specify that. He's speeding away, the lights are right over the car, the girl is flipping out, she won't stop screaming, but then she starts to give him directions towards a place. Go there! Hurry up! Go, go, go! She starts directing him down the street. And he sees an old building on the side of the street. She's like, stop, stop, stop. He slams on the brakes. She jumps out of the car and begins running into the house. When she leaves the car, the lights stop hovering over Saul's vehicle and begin to pursue the pregnant woman. She gets into the house and the lights hover over the house for a few seconds and then fly off into the night sky. Saul leaves the scene as any hero, as any hero would do, right? Oh, I've taken her to I've taken her to her destination. This decrepit old house in the middle of nowhere. Surely those UFOs, surely those bright lights from another world won't be able to get her through that battered roof. He leaves. To be fair, he's done his part right. I don't expect him to grab a pulse rifle and start fighting reptilians, but he leaves. A week later, he, re- he lets seven days pass. Not a man of action, except for the first part. He's letting seven days. Oh, you know the old rule. Never visit the pregnant woman who was abducted by aliens on the first day. You got to give it seven days. And then he swing by and see what's up. He goes there. He said the building was completely abandoned. It was decrepit. It looked like no one had lived there for years. This story is, I got it from thinkaboutitdocs.com. It's actually from a book called West Virginia UFOs. Close Encounters in the Mountain State. I was so intrigued by this story. I bought this book. I bought this book. I actually can't wait to dig into it. I really want to read it. I was so intrigued by the story. I wanted to know more about it, but I wanted to share it with you right now. I know if I learn any more about those wrinkle-free slacks, I'll let you know. I really enjoy this story. One, it has a high-speed pursuit in it. Don't get to cover a lot of those on Dead Rabbit Radio. It has the mystery. Who's this woman? Who was after her? Why was he at a mall parking lot at three in the morning? All of these unanswered questions. And again, like the shapeshifter story, it adds an element of the paranormal in the world with us. You know what I mean? It it gives a life to it. It gives a life to these stories. And it, it these stories like this and stories like the shapeshifter remind me that we live in a world full of so many unanswered questions and so many possible mysteries, but you have to open your eyes. You have to be there to know them. 
He could have easily went the other direction. He could have taken another hit off that pipe. And that woman had been running down the street and he never even noticed. He could have had the radio cranked up too loud and not heard her pleas for help. He never would have seen those amazing slacks. But you know what I mean? Like, it's a matter of being aware. It's a matter of watching your environment. Right place, right time. Could have been wrong place, wrong time if something worse had happened. But I like stories like this that just kind of remind you that the paranormal, the mysteries are everywhere. They're not, it doesn't have to be Bermuda Triangle or the lead mask people or these big mysteries that we talk about over and over and over again. The mysteries that have been done to death. It's these little ones that happen late at night outside of a mall or in a gloomy parking lot of the world's best amusement park. This season, I don't know if they raise the prices. And I like that. I like that about these stories. And I like that about the world and life. You never know what adventure is going to come your way. I guess you got to keep an eye out for it. Make sure you see it. It may not be an adventure you want to go on. It may be as simple as seeing... Somebody shapeshift in front of you. That would actually be quite miraculous and terrifying. But you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be these world-altering adventures. It doesn't have to be UFO crashes. into the world scenarios. It doesn't have to be Hillary Rodham Clinton being executed in this dude's fan fiction. It doesn't have to be these big-level things. Sometimes it is as simple as seeing something and going, Did you just see that? Sometimes those are the mysteries that stick with us over the years. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Guys, thank you so much for participating in that 90-day challenge. This was the end of the 90-day challenge. For those of you who did it, we salute you. To those of you who didn't, you can start anytime you need to. Just set a time period and be better 90 days from then. I believe in you. You can do it. Have a great weekend.